Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Dear Young Adult Podcast. If you're new to this platform, I'd like to welcome you. You know, you probably have heard of me or you haven't. But my name is Guinea Kaokoro. I'm a talent um, manager. I'm a change consultant. And I lead the Dear Young Adult, you know, movement. And it's really great to have you on this platform. You know, the Dear Young Young Adult platform is really geared at helping young people make the right choices when it comes to, you know, the different areas of their life, career, entrepreneurship, friendships, you know, spirituality, which is also a big part, um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Just ensuring that you are the best version of yourself. So on this episode, I have a fantastic guest. She will be talking about the topic of personal branding, yeah? But very soon you'll see, when I read her bio, you'll understand why she's the perfect person to just put fire under your bomb on why you need personal branding, you know? So here we have with us Tolu Michaels. Can we just, you know, wherever you are, give a round of applause. I know you can't. I can't hear you, but I'm going to do it on your behalf here. So Lou is a digital entrepreneur, a personal brand strategist, and she teaches how to position yourself as a valuable expert so you can attract quality clients and impact lives profitably. She is the author of the Show Up book, which we'll be referencing from time to time in our conversation, and is really a blueprint for creating a profitable brand while doing the work you love with clients that you like very important. So through her work with hundreds of clients, she's concluded that you can be seen, heard, and hired without losing yourself or compromising your values. In fact, the more you put you into your work, the more you get people to notice, trust you, and pay you for pay for what you charge. So according to Tolu, basically, the world needs what you have, but how you show up also influences what they'll pay for it. So I'm sure you can see why she's the right person for this topic personal branding personally let me just tell you people so Lou is my friend and then she's a person that you just be looking at and say god when because i should pay for her coaching really but i'm too i'm too lazy plus work and all and i feel like this is just a good opportunity to take free coaching so y'all come on this journey with me i'll be asking questions that have have been my problem on personal branding the whole time and i'm hoping that you it adds value to you but trust me she is the best coach on this if you even want to take it a step further which i will i will in in good time so tolu welcome to the podcast it's such a pleasure to be speaking with you i'm sure sure you know i don't take this for granted and um i'll hand over to you just tell us about yourself and how you got into the people, the business of, you know, helping, helping people sell their advantage. That's how I put it. <laughs> yeah, that's a really succinct way to put it. Thank you for having me, Ginika. And thanks for joining us from wherever you're listening to this. My name is Tolu Michaels. I help purpose-driven people position themselves as valuable experts and leaders. And I do this mainly by teaching. I teach how to articulate your value. I teach how to attract the right audience to your message. And I teach how to impact lives profitably. Basically because I know that if you don't make the money, you can't sustain the message. So that profit part is very important. So take note of that as we go along. Don't make the money. 
you cannot sustain the message. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So um, there's, there's so many angles to how I got into this. But one thing is I found myself needing to offer a service to people. I found myself needing to tell people what I do and sharing my work with them. And I, I had recently relocated, so I didn't have an audience. Nobody knew me in the new city. And it became really clear to me that I needed to be able to serve people beyond borders. So even if nobody knows me here, I needed to be able to help those who already know me wherever they are. But you know, the way it works is we're not really about faceless names and nameless faces. So you will come to people's minds only if you were there in the first place. And that's where personal branding comes in. Personal branding is how you show people what you've got. It's also how you remind them of why they should choose you. So, um, you know, Popularly, Amazon founder Jeff Bezos was known for saying that a brand is a is what people say about you when you're not in the room. But on top of that, put on top of that, the, the conversation that a brand is a reason to choose. So if there were 20 people doing the same thing, why would I choose one person? So that's personal branding. Personal branding is everything you do to establish a reputation such that your name comes to mind when people need what you have to offer such that people have a reason to choose you such that people people remember you for whatever topic you represent you, you know when they're thinking who should speak to this topic who should we hire for this your name comes to mind personal branding is how you do that so we all need it you know <laughs> i really like how you position this you know and i'm going to segue a bit because you talked about um how people, what people will remember you for, you know, when you, when you show up and when you leave the room, rather, that's how you put it. And what came to mind as you were speaking was, so when we talk about networking, many people think networking is you enter a room, you know, like there's speed networking, definitely. You talk about mm -hmm. your card, you talk about um yourself, maybe for five minutes. There's also the elevator pitch that they always tell you, you should, you know, plan. How do you create a staying, um, how do you ensure your name stays in someone's mind, even though it's five minutes you have? So your personal brand, what you sell, how do you ensure that in the spirit of networking, I'm ensuring you get as many people as possible, you know, how do mm -hmm. you ensure that you utilize those few minutes you have with someone to sell your personal brand? I know it's a bit, you know, off top, but I'm just feeding from the last thing you said. Oh, yeah. Um, I actually like that question. The, the, the truth is that you never need to tell anybody everything. You only need to tell them enough. So while there are many layers to your personality and there are probably multiple things you do, when you meet someone, it's not the time to read off a bucket list of everything you've done and all the things you hope to achieve in your life. Because quite frankly, they won't even remember anyway. So two things you want to um, prioritize in that moment and optimize for. Number one is connection. If I was in that room and had an opportunity to meet someone briefly, even though that's what they said we should do, that's not what I would do. I would speak to something like, oh, Ginika, look at those frames. Wow, I love the way, you know, they look. Or I love a particular thing. I might even be so meta and say, oh, I like the fact that it's made of plastic and not this, you know. So, but we connect on something. And right off the back of that, I introduce myself in the most relevant way to that person at the time. So, for example, in my work as a brand strategist, I'm an educator, I'm a strategist, and, and I'm even a speaker, you know, sometimes. I'm an author, but I don't tell everybody this. Like, you, you don't need to know all that. Depending on where we are at and what the 
conversation is about, then I present that part of me, you know. So I think that that's something we need to be okay with. You don't need to tell them everything. You only need to tell them enough. And secondly, optimize for connection. Whatever both of you bond over, use that as your segue for introducing yourself and take it from there. Interesting. I really like it. So um, find where those connecting points, and it could be anything you see around the room. If there's someone that maybe you researched before, you could start from there, knowing that this was a targeted, that, you know, um, will I say network? Exactly. Someone who doesn't even look like they want to speak with you, that's actually what you're going to use. Like, oh yeah, me too. I don't really like this stuff. I'm so introverted, you know, <laughs> and I mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Exactly. I love it. I love it. Okay. So you've defined personal brand basically is what people remember you for. Mm-hmm. We live in, me for one, you know me, Tolu, you know me well. I do this, I do this, I can do everything. <laughs> However, what's that one thing? How do I define what my unique selling point is? You know, especially for those who are multi-talented, who have, um, you know, different ways of expressing themselves. How do they identify that unique selling point that will not just help them live purposefully, but also bring profit? Hmm. Thank you so much for this question. <laughs> Why ask hard questions? Well, <laughs> you know, I just really feel like we multi-talented people, we are so grateful every time we hear this question. Like, no matter how many times they answer it, say it again, because mm-hmm. we think I'm being so confusing every now and then. <laughs> Yeah, so um, first of all, it's okay if you're multi-talented. Nobody's one thing, let's be honest. And this is what I say when it comes to personal branding. Your personal brand is probably not going to be, my personal brand is that I'm an accountant. No, your personal brand is probably going to be something like, um, you know, I'm an accountant who loves to travel and I come from Nigeria you know, and whatever, like it's going to be a, a series of things just put together like that. So even on your team where everybody's, you know, maybe in the same department doing the same thing, there is the person who loves food. There's the person who loves to travel. There's the person who wants to talk about Bible all afternoon, night, you know, day, any time of the day, you know, so, and this is how a brand is built. Be okay with combining parts of you as who you are in in your brand like bring parts of you into your branding in fact that's the best way to do it because who i mean who wants to remember someone who is only an accountant right um the, the other the other thing is that it's okay to be different things per season so the way guinica has introduced me today 10 years down the line nobody's going to be introducing me like that nobody <laughs> oh my god i know that <laughs> <laughs> So, so you know, and and that's and that is that is completely okay. That is totally okay. And I want to take you back to what I had said earlier, which is you don't really need to tell people everything. So, how do you introduce yourself as someone who is who is uh, multi talented? You want to be specific. So you don't need to be doing only one thing. You just need to be specific about each of the things. For example, if I have four different businesses. I don't need to introduce myself. You know, I don't need to find a way to say all those four businesses in one sentence. What I need to do is to have a succinct sentence for each business that I'll present depending on the, you know, parts of me <laughs> that, that I am meeting with, you know. So you, you need to be able to be specific. And please note, I did not say small. I said specific. It's not the same. So be specific enough to say this is what we do. This is who we do it for, and this is how we do it differently. For each of your expressions, you must be able to do that. For each of them. 
Yes. So if this I is what we talk about before, this is how we Interesting. But when we talk about what that you want to sell, you know, for example, I draw spirals and flowers. I mean, I'm doing that right now. It's just it's just what I do. Like in my most jobless moments, I'm there drawing spirals. But I, I never talk about that because you see, <laughs> no, it's, not, it's not yet. It's not yet formed enough to add value. <laughs> Oh my days. Okay, I, I I like that. It's a succinct sentence. So let me see. For instance, now I do again, I told you people that it's free coaching I'm getting from this. So I'm gonna be <laughs> as an example. So I I I work in HR, um, an expert in talent um development, talent management, change management as well. And I am well, I'm in line to be a certified coach very soon. You guys will hear it. Yeah. So how do you bring all that together? Because I also I also draw, even though I'm not selling it, you know that part. I also, you know, yeah. is it bringing it together by saying um, a multi-talented creative focused on developing young people? So, you know, how do you bring together a whole different facets of yourself into one succinct? Mm-hmm. I'll give you two simple examples. Um, one is, for example, you can say I'm passionate about the development of African talent or something like I believe so much in the value of uh, our natural talents and skills. Anyway, you say it's something like that. And then you say, and this find expression through my work in talent management and also in developing young leaders through my Dear Young Adults platform. So you've put both of them together because they're actually related. And, and this happens to a lot of us. Many of the things we think are different are even related. It's like one passion or one mission that is expressing itself in different ways. So that's one way to say it. Hmm. Another way to say it is, uh, you know, I, I build people for a living, you know, something when, when you don't have space, you know, by day. And I I draw, hmm. um, I need to think of it that but basically what you're saying is by day i'm a serious person by night you know i have fun so yeah. <laughs> i like it i really like it so, so, so you know i'm, I'm a self-acclaimed artist you know, I'm, I'm a self-acclaimed artist at night and on weekends i imagine myself running my gallery you know just that element of fun you, you know just saying i'm not always that serious but here it is all about me <laughs> i'm not always that serious but i'm serious <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like I really like the two examples. So I'm hoping we're getting it. How to write out your or point out your unique selling point, even if it shows up in different forms. Um okay. So I will do a quick segue into you know nine to five us. Um when we talk about personal brand, it's difficult, you know, when you're in, in a nine to five, yeah. There's the talk about visibility. You need to be visible. So even if you're doing good work, they'll tell you that you cannot do good work and you, unless you talk about it, we can't know. What's mm-hmm. or what's the how can someone increase their visibility and their personal brand in the workplace? Considering all the politics yeah. and all the things that also go in, in go on in the workplace, how do you increase your personal brand um, and your visibility? So I'll respond to that with a story and then we can draw parallels from it. So back when, you know, I was the typical picture of your 95 girl, my line manager said to me to go to everyone on the team and tell them like, 
that you have these skills because I was really good with um, Excel spreadsheets and presentation. And I was just always making her, you know, look like a superstar. And she recognized that I am a superstar for that. So she, she said to me, go and tell everyone on the team, if you have any issues with Excel or with your presentation, you know, come to me. Uh, and, you know, for me, I was like, I don't understand. They are trying to create more work for me. Like, what is the problem? Did I say I don't have enough work? You know, but funny enough, people didn't come to me unnecessarily because, again, nobody wants to look dumb, right? So it, it, it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. And secondly, just doing that, it made people comfortable to bring in me easy problems that I could solve already. Remember, like, I don't have to go and study this. I'm already good at it. Yeah. So they were coming to me. And I was doing these things like effortlessly. And as I did it, other people started to notice. Before you know it, people will bring their laptop to our floor. They're coming to look for me to, you know, put something in the spreadsheet or just make a presentation look better. And that's that's that was how it you know, gradually started to go. So from my team to other teams and people started to know that, oh, there's this, you know, young lady who is good at this. And what I what I can take out of that story why I always talk about it is because first she recognized what I was good at so you need to kind of just even realize what is that thing that I'm good at and it's not it's not a burden for me to do for people I'm already doing it anyway mm. and it's already easier for most people I think with visibility people try to force themselves into things that they don't even like also with networking you see everybody pretending to be an extrovert there is no need you know understand how you like to work what works for you and then start with that so so what are you good at and that you're happy to do and then become um let me say famous in-house so it's not really visibility is not as much about being widely known as it is about being well known like the difference is that when you're widely known everybody just knows you all over the place you're just popular but well known is that not only the people know you they know what you're about like you, you are known for something it's not just that your name is everywhere because you're a social butterfly. That's okay. But there is also the part of being well-known as in, oh, this person is good at this, this, and this. These are this person's skills. And that's easier to achieve on your small team. And when you show excellence in a, you know, in, in such a space, it just begins to, there's that ripple effect. People now start to say, ah, why are you sitting on this spreadsheet for so long? Please take it to mm. this lady. She'll help you. And that way, people start to learn more things about your work and, and what makes you a nice person. You know, it's in that conversation where you start just in people will be like, ah, well, you're really nice. So, you know, I actually like talking to you, you know. So, and people start to, because you, we can't see your soft skills. So, it's when you put yourself in situations where you can interact with other people that they now even notice your soft skills, right? So, but the first thing is to determine what you're going to be known for, what you're good at. And start like be the first person like I was the one who actually went to them to say I'm good at this stuff if you have any issues please come to me I'll be so happy to help so you have to be willing to you know should I say blow your trumpet or just actually say I am good at this and if you need help with this I can help you I think that might be a good start I love it I love it and I like the fact that you're you're pointing out a number of things with that your story the first one is you need to do the work to say what am I good at I think I've talked about it before in <laughs> First episode on personal mastery, understanding what you are, like you can do without batting an eyelid. And everyone has it. Some people is facilitation skills, some people is presentation skills, but understanding that and you know, getting it to the face of the person that can blow your trumpet. Because you don't take for granted that you can go and tell your peers, but you want someone that can tell your your boss's boss, that kind of person, you know. So exactly. Yeah. Exactly. 
not just giving your um value to people that really will just say, I like this thing which you know. Position yourself. Look for those opportunities. Maybe it's a town hall. Mm -hmm. oh, can I do the presentation for this town hall? Can I do the opening for this town hall? You know, how do you position yeah. yourself that matter? And say, oh, this girl is really good. I think it. I need to say we're actually my seniors. They were <laughs> so your seniors. It was actually like the seniors of it wasn't just like fellow, you know, youngsters yes. like me. Yes. No, 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 no. Like <laughs> you were strategy. Yes, yeah, so that's what I it's very easy to yeah. say, oh, go and you know, blow your trumpet, but blow it to the right people. Be intentional about blowing it. I really like that. And your line manager played a big role in making sure that she positioned you. And God bless those allies for us, those marketplace allies. I like it. And I think the last thing I got from your um story was opportunity. Don't be afraid to <laughs> jump on opportunities. Do you get it? Will come. But if you're still afraid or you're shy, you're like, okay, it's not yet time. I've not, I've not yet done, I've not done mm. it. <laughs> you will lose out. Eh? The opportunity may not come again. So I really like those parallels, you know, that you you drew um from your story. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Do you use social media a lot? Let's get into this. <laughs> you do use social media more than anybody I know, and you use it so well. Because it can be a curse, but it can also be such a value add, yeah? So, mm -hmm. for someone like me, you know, who I like to do things, I, I would say that I'm an ambivert, so I can be introverted, <laughs> I can be extroverted, but putting my stuff out there is not my, it's not, it's not, it's not the thing I would do every day. I would do once in a while when Ginger enters me. How can someone mm -hmm. like that, you know, that's not really a social media enthusiast, increase their visibility? You know, I have identified my unique selling point, you know, I've been able to articulate how I want to deliver this. I'm reaching out to people. But when it comes to the social media engagement, I don't have capacity because it's not my natural inclination. But I want to sell right. my... What would you say? <laughs> well... The first thing is to raise necessity. First of all, why? I mean, like, is that the only way you can be visible? You know, like, <laughs> is that is that the only way people can know about your stuff? And mind you, I'm not I'm not for or against. Okay, I'm the one asking the question, so you listening, you get to answer for yourself. Mm -hmm. Why? <laughs> you know, do you need to be there? Do you have to be there? If you're not there, what does it cost you? I think we we talk so much about oh, what it costs to be on social media, what it costs to invest in my personal brand, what it costs to get a coach. What does it cost you to not do it? Like, if you don't do it, who are you doing? You know, it's like we say here, like, who is going to suffer? You know, so so what will go wrong if you don't do it? What impact will you be missing out on? What opportunity will you be missing out on? If there is no reason to do it, then it's totally fine. Accept it and tell yourself, everybody's doing this thing, but it's not for me. I'm still all right without it. That's okay. But mm. if you realize that you need to do it and it's not your natural um, thing, it doesn't come to you naturally. So we're going to get smart about it. There's no need to pretend that it's your, uh, it's your zone, you know, it's your comfort zone. So first, just be an observer. Get in there. So you might say, oh, LinkedIn is so terrifying. I don't like LinkedIn. People are stuck up on LinkedIn. And 90% of people who say this don't use LinkedIn. So mm -hmm. how do you know? Like, <laughs> get in there. You know, be an observer. Watch what people are doing. Watch what works. See what people respond to. Be there to like and clap and respond and just put emojis in the comments. I promise you, do it for one week, two weeks. You'll find yourself having ideas of what to create, you know. So 
at least allow yourself to be a consumer. I know we always say create, don't consume, but it's okay to start out that way. Just don't stay that way. So get in there, see what conversations people are having, you know? And then the second thing is this gives you possibilities. You know, Yenika, I found that there is a set of people who don't do what they know they should do. But there's another set of people who are not even aware. Mm. Like they don't have big dreams per se. And it's there's nothing wrong with them. Like they don't even need to be shamed or anything. They just don't know. Like they don't even realize, oh, I could be making more money or I could I could be doing things bigger. Their goal in life is not bigger this, more that. And that's just where they are at. So maybe you're not even using this thing well because you haven't seen a possibility. So getting in there gives you that possibility. You mean you mean somebody can write one thing and to go around the world in 30 seconds. You mean this is a, you know you mean somebody can impact lives just by sharing tweets or just by posting on LinkedIn or showing up on Instagram. So get 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 into that space of possibility. And then the second thing I'm going to say to you is build a system. Yo, if it's not coming to you naturally, then you can't depend on your willpower. You know your willpower is just not going to carry you through. So build a system. If you have to hire a virtual assistant, do it. If you if you have to set an alarm on your phone, do it. But whatever you do, just don't depend on your own inspiration, especially if that inspiration is coming once in a quarter. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I love it. Yeah, mm-hmm. just, you know, when you're throwing it, throw it. It's okay. It's okay. I love it. I love it. Sure. Yes, we've heard you, TM. <laughs> Um, I'm going to go into your book now. And if you if you have not read Show Up, I I think I honestly think maybe we at the Dear Young Adults, you know, community, we should use it to set goals for next year. Because the beautiful thing about Show Up is for every chapter, it's like you're talking to your friend first of all, and then every chapter has you thinking through what you just learned. So it's not just a book that throws wisdom at you, but you know, mm-hmm. knowledge is not knowledge except it's used. It helps you break down, you know, what you can do with that. So you don't even have to, what, why I like this book is I, I didn't have to read everything at once. I took, I took one chapter and I did the exercise and, you know, reflected on it one week, two weeks, you go back, take another chapter because it all comes together at the end of the day. So if you don't have this book, this is me doing Advato, go and buy it. <laughs> Go and buy it. If you need more information, you know where to reach me. On Instagram, everywhere, I would link you up. But it's a phenomenal book, and I give it out as, as often as I can because I think it's one of the best things um, since sliced bread. That being said, let's segue into the book itself. <laughs> um, <laughs> you talked about this phrase, your biggest asset is not your talent. Yeah? And when I saw it, I was like, what do you mean? Me? talented me but saying is not my ask please elaborate on that because it was quite um it was like a kick in the butt to say don't sit on your talent and think that's the best thing it's actually pride mm-hmm. i want you to just elaborate on that statement thank you so much Ginika. you know one thing i love about this podcast is i'm also learning you know i just got a gem knowledge is not knowledge until it is used i'm like what <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So talent is not your biggest asset. And I know that we talk about talent a lot. Talent this, talent that, talent that. But you see, there are two sides to this. Number one is 
no matter how talented you are, you're going to need to also invest in learning the techniques. So you might be really good at graphic design. You might be really good at content creation. But listen, there's a technique for selling. You're going to need to learn to sell. You're going to need to learn marketing. You're going to need to learn, you know, um, other things that is going to help you create the impact and profit that you want. So your talent is not your biggest asset. The other side to that statement is this. Your biggest asset is you. So your talent is not your biggest asset. Your biggest asset is you. And it's not just about your talent. It's a combination of your natural gifts, your skills, your personality traits, your values as a person. Every time I meet you, like when I meet you, you're bringing so many things to the table. You're bringing your past experiences. You're bringing your exposure. You're bringing your skills. You're bringing your talent. You're bringing your values. You're bringing your perspective. So talent is just one piece of the puzzle. Now, here's the good side. If you feel like you're not talented enough, if you feel like, okay, somebody was giving five talents and you, for some reason, you were giving half talent, you may not have the kind of talent that somebody else has. Maybe you might not even have the technology that they are exposed to, but you have the most important thing of all. You have you. Mm-hmm. You have your perspectives, you have, you know, your skills, you have your personality traits, you have those things that make you different and unique and interesting. So if you have a message that people need to hear if you have something that is helpful to other people and you have the heart to share it with them you have the courage to look past the limitations or liberalities of your talents and share it with them that's all you need for a start courage that's big <laughs> that's we throw it around but it's big and the reason it's this topic is it hits home is I've I've put myself out there before. I saw the results, you know, but this year it just felt like there was a lot happening and I see the different, one thing I realized is the less you, you put out, the less motivated you become. But the more you put out, if you are putting out, you know, less than the quality you typically will, but the consistency gives you, like a ginger. And so this Mm. What you just said, this year it has been that struggle for me and just reminding myself that you can have the talent, but if you're not putting in the requisite pillars, you know, you lose out at the, at the end of the day. And this for me, this conversation, you know, looking at personal brand, having to show up regardless is is something I'm taking at this end of year and just going to reflect on and doing better next year. So um, that said, I'm going to, move into mindsets yeah um and you talked about it in as well and i want you to talk about the role of mindsets in amplifying um your personal brand because you talked about fear you talked about courage and now starts with the mind yeah so yeah what is that mindset that someone building a personal brand must have to to have staying power because your, your personal brand today might not be the same next year it's it's easy to fizzle out if you do not keep yes. that momentum. So what are the mindsets someone should live with and just run with to build a, a, a very fantastic personal brand? Okay, so um, the first thing that I want you to do for your mindset is I want you to go and find samples. Ginika has been talking about the book and I even opened up the book with this concept of finding samples. There is someone who has done what you're trying to do 
or something close to it. Find them, see them. I'm not even saying, I'm, you know, I'm not saying send them a DM because that's what people do. Don't just see them, you know, just, just, just be aware of their presence. Find your own samples, people who remind you of what's possible, people who give you perspective, people who give you permission. You might not even know that you needed it, but just having these people in your space, you know, it, it does something to you. It shows you the kind of change that is possible when you show up. So that's now making it a habit. If you can do that and do it again and do it again, what you find is that you have created a system of consistent inspiration in your life. So you won't even know it's happening, but you find yourself getting inspired because let me tell you, nobody's on all the time. Forget all this motivation. <laughs> you know, nobody's on all the time. Nobody's, you know, high all the time. Nobody's, encouraged all the time but you can create a system of consistent inspiration so that when you need it it will already be there the best time to to start preparing for battle is not in the in the midst of the battlefield you see what i mean so that's something you can do for your mindset find yourself some samples you know um the other thing that is necessary for this is courage like Ginika has emphasized that and i just want to i want us to circle back to it but how does courage come is the question you know, how do we become courageous? There are many things. Number one is you see somebody doing something, you're like, what? This person doesn't have two heads. I must <laughs> It places demand on you. <laughs> yeah. But you see, that's enough to start, but it won't keep you there. Hey, so, so, <laughs> so, so what's going to keep you there? It's, it's, you know, capitalizing on that previous win. So people wait for confidence. Oh, when I feel confident, I'll send the email. When I feel confident, I'll reach out. When I feel confident, I'll create the video. When I feel confident, I'll post. No, 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 no. You, you, you have to be able to engineer confidence. You know, we're adults now. When you're a child, other people give you confidence. But as an adult, you, you need to be able to create it in your own life. And one of the ways to do that is to take small steps. It is a big thing to write a book. What do I have to say? Who am I to write a book? But that's okay. I can write a sentence. I can write a tweet. You know, I, I can write. I can write a paragraph. So one of the things that I tell people is, if you think you don't have enough to write a caption, just write a sentence. It's still okay. Nobody's going to refuse to read it because it was too short. Write a sentence. You know. So um, and with each little step, you know, when somebody tells you, oh, I needed to hear that, or that was for me, or that helped me. Oh my God, that was so funny. You know, when you get feedback like that, then you realize that you won't die from doing things and you're in a position to want to do it again, <laughs> you know? So, so, so that's something you can do for your mindset. And then one thing I want to leave you with is always raise necessity. The world is constantly telling us what to do. Get on social media, get fit, drink water in the morning, have a morning routine, meditate, do mm. this, sleep yeah, early. I just want to be Why? happy. I just want to be happy. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> Why? <laughs> so sit down with yourself and raise necessity for this thing. Like, why is it important that I do this? Who will you die if I don't do it? Who will die if I don't do it? It might be you. It might be someone else. It might be, but at least know why you are doing it, you know. And that's that's always going to help. Uh, you know, mindset is a is a, is a journey, and it's, we can't. We, in fact, what you talk about, it will not live here. But but those those tips, you know, will help. I love it. I love it. So I'm going. There are two more questions that just came to mind. And this one just happened now as you're speaking. You you talked about when you jackpot, you know, to another city. 
Believe it or not, <laughs> when you said you're bust up laughing here, yeah. <laughs> because somebody would think it was maybe Canada. But <laughs> as you were speaking, I asked myself, is the same exact same um change management that comes into moving cities, you know, moving um countries. So if someone has left to maybe Canada or the UK and they want to create a personal brand, they want to be able to be valuable in Canada or in the UK or in Australia as much as they would have been if they were in Nigeria. Where should they start from? How do they manage that transition? You touched on it a bit, but if you can just amplify it and give some form of encouragement or how this how this can happen. You know, people have gone for different reasons. And one thing is certain, if you want to survive in a society that is not your comfort zone, you have to do the extra. So what can they yeah. do to buy that personal brand? Okay. Um. First of all, can I just say that if you just relocated and you're feeling like things are not working or you're feeling down or feeling unmotivated, it's actually normal and you are okay. You know, because relocation is hard. So it might not have been physically hard for you. Maybe you just packed up a box and left. Well, it's hard on your mind. It's hard on your emotions. Um, You've left the people you know, the things you know. In fact, the, the streets you are used to driving on. You may not even talk to anybody there, but at least there is familiarity. You can just enter your car, drive. I mean, you don't need to remember anything. You're so used to it. And now you've left all of that, you know. So so that is hard, you know, and, and it's tough. So give yourself grace. Be kind to yourself. And don't expect the same level of productivity right now. You know, you hear people say things like, ah, I remember last year by, by 12 p.m. I've met all my goals for the day. It's okay. You're not that same person in this moment, you know, so it's it's okay, and and I think it's maybe even unfair to expect this new version of you or this current version of you to be producing at the same level with the previous version of you who was in a very familiar environment. So there are many emotional obstacles, many mental constraints that you can't even see, but they're happening. So it's okay. Um, one thing I would say because Ginika asked me where to start, and this is where to start when it comes to personal branding, especially now that you're even changing things spend time with yourself get to know yourself you know dig deep get to know it's you know treat yourself like a treasure box and excavate you know get to know yourself what makes me tick what do i value the most and you might need to pause and replay this thing to write out these questions i'm asking you what are my deepest beliefs what are the five most valuable things to me who are the five most valuable people in my life what are the topics i'm passionate about what cause can I die on a hill for, you know, just get to learn about yourself. What, what, what am I good at? You know, what are my personality traits? You know, do this personality test. First of all, it's good for your esteem. Second, it's entertaining. You need some fun right now, most likely. And thirdly, it's the foundation on which the biggest brands are built. So there are some people who come to your mind, love or hate them. Some people, they come to your mind and you're just hissing. That's a brand. Well, some other people, you're like, oh my God, I just love this person. Let me tell you something that all those people have in common. They are highly self-aware. They know themselves. Even as they're pissing you off, they're doing it intentionally. Like they know what they can do to make people upset. <laughs> you know? So, so invest in knowing yourself. It would help. That's that's the you can't listen, listen, you can't build authority without authenticity. And authenticity is not gonna fall on you. <laughs> you know, people will say, be yourself, be authentic. How can you be yourself when you don't know yourself? <laughs> you know, oh, you know. Much peace, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, so so that's definitely where to start from because on this journey, your esteem is going to receive so many knocks. You're going to feel like, what do I have to say? Who needs to listen to me? And this thing does not respect, it doesn't respect your certificates. Even people who are experienced, who have decades of experience still, still get to have those questions of what do I have to offer here? Who's going to listen to me? So build authenticity, dig deep, um, get to know yourself so that you can be yourself because personal branding is about amplifying who you are and what you bring to the table, falling in love with the process of knowing yourself. So good. Honestly, yes, so good. And I think it's even applicable to those who are you know, if you're moving jobs, if you're moving your any change, the first thing is understanding where you are at that moment. And Tolu has touched on it so so much. I, I'm so grateful you even mentioned that you you moved cities because that was when the question hit mm. me. So thank you for that. I think the last thing before we wrap up is the last question. And it's you just telling us three things um that you want the listeners to remember and to take action on. So we've said a lot of things, dropped a lot of, you know, bombs, light bulb <laughs> moments. So they even said something you would die on the hill for in my head. I'm like, why are we dying? Why on the hill? You know? But what is what are those three things that you want people to take action on after this session? Okay. So first, I want you to discover what makes you different so that you can do it on purpose. So spend time understanding what makes you different if you have to ask people ask people you know Ginika, how am i how do you used to feel when i come you know in your surroundings <laughs> you know yeah so if you have that whatever it takes discover what makes you different so that you can do it on purpose second thing is articulate your value get obsessed with it like sit with yourself and write who am I right now? How can I describe myself in one sentence? You know, I'm a part of my business is writing bios for people, you know, writing their professional bios, writing their speaking bios. When before we started this chat, Ginika, you know, said something about how she liked the way my bios were organized. So I um, actually hey. <laughs> I actually run a service. You see what she sent for an engineer. <laughs> I was like, what are we doing here? I loved it. It was <laughs> excellent. If you want it for speaking here, it is one for the podcast, you know, it was just well written and just exactly what you needed for everything. Tulu had it. So please patronize her. I'm not even trying to. Right. So, but you know what? I, I said that to say you need to do that for yourself, like be able to articulate your value. And when you're doing that, know that it's okay to tweak it. Your bio today is going to change tomorrow. That's fine. You know, it's, it's absolutely okay. So, um, it's it's absolutely okay to tweak it. It's not going to be the same forever. So please take note of that. See, your Instagram bio, if you change it every week, nobody's going to notice, I promise you. What you're doing is you're learning to articulate your value. So, so make sure you, you learn to do that for yourself in different instances. And then thirdly is make a commitment to show up. So if you take nothing away from this, I want you to just leave this place saying, you know what? I'm, I'm going to show up for myself. Let's even leave other people. Just make a commitment to say, I've been hearing about what to do. I have an idea. Of, I'm just going to do one thing. I'll start today, you know, and keep moving. So let's go over it. Discover what makes you different so you can do it on purpose. Articulate your value. Make a commitment to show up. Thank you. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Thank you so much, Tolu. I am blown away, but more than anything, have utmost love and regard and respect for you and 
the wisdom that flows through you. Um, thank you for being on this podcast. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that everyone got something, or I'm sure you got more than one thing, but it's not about getting <laughs> it. Do something about it. That's what makes the transformation complete. Do something about it. We're getting into 2023. I'm not sure when this podcast will air, but I'm hoping before the end of the year. But between now and you know January, sit down, articulate what exactly, when it comes to your personal development, you want to invest in and start showing up. Be deliberate about it and find people that can hold you accountable. If you have to pay them, it's even better sell because you know that your money is there. You know, Tony, totally thank you very much. And I'm hoping that we can continue this conversation offline, but even bringing you back again. Okay. Loved it. Bye. <laughs> Bye.